One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. It's another episode of Blighty Day Fiance, colon, Sister Blights. This is the only Sister Wives recap podcast hosted by an American gal. And a British guy. Married to each other, living in London, watching these shows for you. Yeah. Mostly about relationships Mm -hmm. and dating. Mm-hmm. Um, Not exclusively, The Walking Dead is now back <laughs> Yeah, uh, And because you lost a bet, we are going to be covering the final ever episode of that I'm sorry We sure are, if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Michelle My name is Robin, that's R-O-B-I-M, which is how you spell Robin If you spell your name R-O-B-Y-N, your name is Robin At least for the purposes of this podcast to make things slightly less confusing Because when we do the recaps, we are usually more than a thimble full of gin in as is the case this very evening it's a monday it is a monday you know what we're not gonna go hard and heavy we're gonna do three themes because we are not a a beat for beat uh recap show um at least with this show we like to bring something slightly different so what i do is introduce some themes uh to robin for us to sort of speak about generally and we weave in uh the through lines from the show maybe some anecdotes it's a metaphysical framework it is it's a metaphysical framework um and people seem to like it yeah it also means i could just play on my phone while you're making notes which is what you do anyway so the first theme... Well, hold your little beautiful ponies. Okay. Um, I love getting straight into things. Yep. But we have a tiny bit of housekeeping. Just a little bit. We do have a bit of housekeeping to do. Just a little do. bit. Okay. Um, you can follow us on social media at Blighty Day. That's B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y. You can email us, BladyDayFiance at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is Blighty Day Bays, B-A-E-S. 
And we do lots of shows, so if you only listen to this one, stay tuned. We're doing Love is Blind very soon. Yeah, uh, We do our regular date blinds where we cover oh, a huge variety of shows. And we're going to do even more very soon because our Patreon is on the way. Stay tuned to the socials. We'll give you more details. That's right. Perfect. Also... One other tiny little thing, um, just before we get going. We put this on our Instagram a couple of nights ago. Um, we are encouraging you guys to donate to uh, an animal sanctuary in Florida that after the hurricane, and that was bad enough. <sighs> they got attacked by a swarm of African killer bees. Um, it's a kinkajou sanctuary mainly. They have other exotic animals there. And it's not Tiger King stuff. This is where the animals... From no, t- it's not a roadside zoo. It's an actual animal sanctuary for... Yeah, um, this is where people that decide that they can have exotic pets but really can't. This is where those animals then go. Yes. Right? Um, but they do specialize in kinkajous, um, which are honey bears, which may be the greatest creature on god's good planet um with dog people but even i might say that king jews they run dogs pretty damn close uh the lady who runs it alexandra also loves cats so there's something in it for everyone yeah but it's really sad one of these poor little guys um didn't make it a couple of others seem to be recovering but it's cost them a lot they've had to chop cheese down and get rid of all these awful bees and stuff so please help um when Michelle and me go to bed every night, we catch up with the kinks. Um, it's what we do for like five minutes before lights off. And it's they just p- a nice little boost of serotonin. It's just, and she's a wonderful person. She is an addict in recovery. She runs this nonprofit business, um, really on the side in addition to <laughs> other paid jobs that she has. And uh, we really admire her commitment to improving mental health, to speaking about addiction and writing about addiction and and her um, struggles with with sobriety. She has been sober for, I think, five plus years now. And yeah, she's just in every sense of the word, a phenomenal woman and a yeah. really caring, loving person. So please head on over to our Instagram um, or just Google Kinkatopia um, and donate. But even if you don't donate, and donate, come on, um, even if you don't, you know, follow them and do what we do every night before we go to bed and just watch those kinks. Honestly, it will make your life at least four times as good. Absolutely. Shall we get to it? Yeah. Okay, so the first theme of the night is potential. And potential is never more apparent and... uh, Present, visceral. Present, yeah, visceral than in a young woman on the brink of adulthood. I know that sounds creepy, me saying that, but... Well, there... it sounds creepy, Cody saying it. <laughs> no, but the, there is there is an energy that young women have that is really special, and it's well-documented in, uh, you know, throughout history, um, in the polytheistic religions or in Wicca, they talk about um, the maiden, the mother and the crone as the stages of life. They talk about all the promise of maidenhood and um, 
and yeah, the the strength, the potential, the warmth, yeah, the but, promise. But also like TV and media and stuff, right? So like, you know, from Clueless yeah. or... Um, uh, Jane wa- Austen even. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, or we've been watching the new Mike Flanagan joint on Netflix, Midnight Club. That's the same thing. It's, it's a woman at that particular age, girl, woman. Um, yeah. I don't know what we should say and neither does Britney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the but craft. The, yeah. 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 There's something about it, and and, and you look at um, you look at uh, Isabel Isabel um, in this episode, and she literally embodies that. Like the power is strong. Uh, she is just a ray of light. Um, yeah. There's no limits, no boundaries, just joy and happiness, and it's it's a beautiful thing to and see. And particularly given everything that she's gone through with her health, the scoliosis mm. and the migraines, she's she's really you wouldn't blame her for being a bit bitter um for feeling a bit hard done by she doesn't have that she is strong um but she's not cynical or jaded and so it's it's no surprise that she is being fated in this beautiful family celebration that really touched my heart i, I am i was really touched to hear the way christine spoke about her yep and just wonder when my mum might say something like that about me. Oh, I'd say that about you. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't think your mom would say that about anyone. Uh, except herself in the past, which is fine. <laughs> we, we meet people where they are, right? Um, so, yeah, this this party is for her high school graduation slash almost 18th birthday. Now, Cody blissfully unaware of her actual age, uses this as an opportunity to talk about teenage sexuality, (laughs) which I dare say is an area he's had probably no experience with, I hope. Um, But he hasn't lived it. Um, Who knows what media he's consumed over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Pure. Um, Who knows? Who knows? Cody says that uh, that both boys and girls need to um, sort things out before they go mad with sexuality, I think were his words. I, I tend to tune out when he goes into these yeah. diatribes because Christine's I just Christine's off can't. camera going, yeah, you're not that mad on sexuality yourself, are you, big boy? Well. I guess that madness dissipates. Well, yeah. Yeah. But super creepy, super irrelevant. She's not 16. Nope. There's no reason to bring that up. She's not 16 and neither is he. And also (laughs) he's her father. And also um, go drown in a fire, please. (laughs) Cody forever. Thank you. Drown in a fire. It's a joke from Strangers with Candy. God damn it. Come at me, the three people who will get that reference. Um... Anyway, yeah, so that is, that's one area where there's a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. Now, um, not that anyone is there yucking on her yum outright, but we do get a, we do get a bit of a a whinge from Rabine, who is permanently whinging, really, and Mary saying, you know, oh, this should be worth fighting for. It could be like this all the time. To that, I say, in the words of Ani DeFranco, 
you had time. Yeah. You say yeah. you needed time, but you had time. Yeah, they've had like 20, 30 years to like, they could do this every Sunday if they wanted to, right? Sure. No reason why they couldn't. Um, and if they haven't, it's because they can't bear to be around each other. It's the truth, right? Or they can't be, bear to be around Cody or the fact that he's always there ruining everything. I don't know. I'm new to this shiz. But my vibe is that this beautiful community that they wanted to build kind of was never really a community and over the years drifted away. So you can't then go, oh, but it could be this, it could be this. Like, yeah. it wasn't this, and there are reasons, and those reasons continue. I mean, there there is definitely, and we, we can speak to this, and I think all parents can speak to this, there is definitely parenting is a bonding experience, mm -hmm. right? Ideally, it, it's something that brings you together, sometimes whether you like it or not. And particularly when your kids are young and everything is kind of all about them, um, sometimes life becomes so all about them that maybe you fail to notice that there are cracks in the foundation. It happens all the time, right? Yeah. Or there are things that as adults you needed for you right? that you never got because everyone was just talking about bringing up kids. Right. So Christine hasn't had an intimate relationship with her husband for years and years and years. That is the situation, you know? You well, can't I, just go, ooh, we can have some parties. No. That's not going to fix that problem. And look, it may be that um, Robin is getting, excuse me, Robine is getting railed, I think, pretty regularly. I think they are <laughs> oh, probably. Boy. No, don't, not those terms. <sighs> I can't think of railing. Well, what, does Cody make love no. to women? Oh. Does he? No, he doesn't. Oh, I'm going to need to listen to a lot of Curtis Steiger's songs. To... He spends, okay? <laughs> he spends and then he's done, all oh, right? Oh, boy. And he probably does it while she's watching, um, I don't know. I can't even think about something basic enough for her to watch. Who's the cook in America thingy Ray? Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray. She watches Rachel Ray. I don't, I don't, is Rachel Ray even on in America anymore? Anyway, it doesn't matter because I, no matter what I say, you know, choose your poison. She's watching NCIS or something wow. and, uh, he's, and he's having it away. Um, he doesn't go straight in his fronds, his, <laughs> his hair fronds, like tentacles reach out and feel they towards do. her. Cause yeah. there's, there's the gap between the front fronds. And the central and rear fronds. It's There's that. the hair peninsula. He does have a hair peninsula. Uh, <laughs> um, anyone, anyone that emails uh, blushedayfiance at gmail.com uh, and identifies that slight reference gets a toe back. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah. But let's say no more on that because otherwise we'll end up giving it away. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh Mary has buried her sexuality and her sexual needs and needs for intimacy underneath a lot of ugly sweaters in the woods a lot of ugly sweaters yeah um 
while we're still on the topic of potential, there's it, no potential. It struck me as very sad, you know, that she's declined uh, Cody's suggestion that she run the the B and B in I think it's St George. Yeah, because that could be another life for her. Because God knows. She doesn't have one right now. Like, what is she hoping for? What 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 is Mary's end game? I told you to the curse co- him with her dying breath, or the other way around. But is she hoping that he'll kind of go? Oh, I've had this all along, and come back to no, her? no, not at all. So I, I think it's solely about she wants to be around so she can watch him burn. Yeah. Right. So that she can she can't be there. do that from the B and B. No, no. I mean, her going to the B and B wouldn't bring about the demise even quicker. No, okay. I don't think so. Right. Because I think he could be happy if he would if he just had Robin. Right. Um, right. And some people think Janelle could leave him. I don't think she ever will. Uh, I just don't, and that's no shade on her or anything she can make her own decisions i just i think that if she was going to leave she would have left and i think things would have to get unbearable for her to leave well janelle's got like an emotional wall up so whatever happens it doesn't really hurt her yeah does that make sense yeah um so yeah anyway Anyway, yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the next theme, which is nature. And I'm not just talking about the magnificent splendor, natural splendor of Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, I'm speaking about human nature. Do you think? Do you think a person? Can you do a Bjork impression? Um, no, I'm not really a good imitator. I mean, I could probably. S- is human nature the one we live at the mountain? And da, 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 da. Yeah, I, think so. I go through all this before you wake no, no, up. I don't so think that's human nature. I can nature. feel happier <laughs> to feel safe again with you. No, that's that's not human. Oh, nature. okay. Sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. We didn't talk about the betting fields. Well, we'll get to it. Oh, okay. Maybe we should do it there. Um, no, we should. All right, because that was the potential sequence, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and unwritten, I, I dare say, by Natasha Bedingfield is one of the best songs. It's a beautifully, beautifully, cleverly written song. Slightly too cleverly. Um, the funny thing about it is it's like written. I don't know when she wrote that song, but it is the sort of song a girl of Isabel's age would write. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not think? You know, it it's a bit teenage poetry and everything, but purely musically, it's a brilliant song. Um, she was quite a big hit in the States, right? Everyone yeah. knows I'm written. Yeah, was it was the hit. theme song to the hills. Yeah. Um I, I I used to know her fairly well. I had quite a crush on Tash. Um, I don't think it was reciprocated. Um, I don't think I'm Christian enough. They're a very Christian family, the Beddingfields, uh, to the point where her brother, Daniel Beddingfield, now Daniel was like the big star over here, and then she came along like, oh, yeah, my sister does this 
too. Um, Daniel, I don't think, has such a big success in the States. He had ne- um, got to get through this, which is like a kind of like a garage kind of thing. I don't want to run and away, he had but I can take it. I don't understand. If I'm not made for you, then why does my heart tell me that I am? Is there any way that I could stay? Go for the high note. In your Oh. oh, you got the high note. Ugh, I was, barely. I was always amazed when he did, frankly. Um, lovely man, Daniel. Absolute sweetest. Aww. No, really, 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 really lovely. Um, but he did say the weirdest thing to me that anyone has ever said to me <laughs> <laughs> in my entire life. Um, all right, the second weirdest thing that anyone's ever said to me after Marilyn Manson asking me if I'd like a blowjob and lift. Um, the, Daniel Beddingfield looked deep into my eyes one day and said, uh, you, you really remind me of my, uh, my favourite... This is quite a good impression, actually. You really remind me of my favourite um, priest... I think that's beautiful. <laughs> what a compliment, especially just, for a Christian. It would have been different if the if it was, you know, like a person who had experienced abuse within the church. Well, it would be different if Marin and Manson had said it to me. You remind yeah. me of my favorite priest, would you like a blowjob? You know you have to, uh, you should bleep that and leave it unbleeped in the Patreon. <laughs> I'm going to give that one away for free. Yeah, I mean, he is, by all accounts, a terrible person. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Yes. More of that on the Patreon. More of that on the Patreon. <laughs> um, so, nature. Do you think people's nature can change their essence, who they are, what they are want to do? I'll, I'll use an example here. I was quite amused that during Isabel's party... There was a baby doll that was sort of getting passed around. Like sometimes Mary was holding it, sometimes Robin was holding it, sometimes Janelle was holding it. <laughs> there's a there's a point where Robin, where sorry, where Cody tells Robin yeah. to put the baby doll down. Yeah. Do you think he was jealous? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't even particularly aware it was a doll. I thought it was an actual Did you baby. Think it was yeah. a baby? And, and I was like, you can't just leave a baby on a bench. Um, so I was a little bit worried about the baby. I'm relieved now to know that was just a doll. Thank God for that. How many of the brown children do you think were left in their car seats on top of the car oh, while Cody pulled out? They didn't have car seats. <laughs> And at best, they had like what what you like those sort of strings for dogs. At best, sort of wrapped around their toes or something. Um, and the idea would be that it wouldn't defend them in the event of a collision, but it would prevent any flying babies from hitting the back of Cody's head and hurting him. I think if he if he was traveling anywhere with a baby or small child and it wasn't tethered to him in some way, either you know in a little uh, baby Bjorn or a lead or what, what have you. I, I can see him being singularly focused on other stuff. Oh, he'd be texting as he drove anyway. So <laughs> it would take him a long time before he realized the baby was back on highway 62. 
Um, do you think, do you think Mary's nature will change? Do you think Chanel's nature will change? Do you think anyone, any of the other adults on the, well, I guess some of the kids are adults now too, but do you think any of the wives or Cody? I'm harboring hope for Rabine. And, and, and again, I know. Wow. That is a hot take. I know it's a hot take, but just a refresher. I am new to this show. Right? So I haven't seen all the monstrous, horrible things Rabine's done over the years. But I'm aware that she is not a favourite. Can you hear it when she talks? Oh, she's deeply irritating. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> oh, she's awful. But I'm wondering... I'm coming at this from a scriptwriter kind of point of view, right? I think there could be yet a redemption arc, and I'm I'm here for it. Well, I don't see it happening. I mean, for what it's worth, it was it was one of her daughters, I think, Brianna, who uh, I I don't think they showed this, but I'm pretty sure she stole the mic from Christine yeah. and was the one kind of waving her hands oh, in the that, background. That was gross. Also, <laughs> I mean, hmm, if you we had a birthday celebration for your dad a couple of years back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where um, Michelle and I performed a song from every decade of his life. It was his 70th, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, to be clear, this wasn't like some huge, massive event. It was just family. Yeah. We immediate were, family. We were on yeah. a little boat. It's like 20 people, right? Yeah. Um, and we rehearsed the shit out of that. Yep. Whoever was playing that guitar did not rehearse the shit out of it. And I have an issue with that. Okay. <laughs> I, you're not gonna, no, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm coming for I'm the kids. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm coming for those kids. Um, in the immortal words of Darquavion, <clears throat> I ain't trying to hear none of that. <laughs> so you can keep your nastiness to yourself. All right, don't much. go smashing my vases. I won't. Um, to be fair, I don't think he broke it. I think he knocked it over and somehow it didn't break, probably because it landed on trash. Anyway, yeah. different <laughs> different show. Okay, so um, then we'll go with expediency and, and care um, to the final theme, which is anger. Interesting little piece that I would like to begin with, if you don't mind. Um, now, as I was doing my scrolls this week. What we call read indeed. <laughs> yes. While I was doing my read indeed, <laughs> yeah. which is just a nice way of saying, you know, scrolling before bed. Uh, I came across a Brene Brown video where she said that resentment is actually not a function of anger. Okay. It's a function of envy. So if, for example, I'm resentful toward uh friends of mine who go on vacation you know with their kids and are able to fly or whatever i'm not angry at them for going on vacation i'm angry at myself and i'm jealous yeah because i'm not doing that for myself but what if you say you really resent the fact that uh your mother didn't call you for months well, is that envy? I think so, yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm envious of an alternative person who may or may not be me. 
Um, whose mother did call them? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Is this a session? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I suppose I was just thinking about, um, and obviously I've been. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, I'm. We as a family are going through something difficult with a, a family member of mine, close family member. Um, and so I've been reading a lot about uh, grief and acceptance and things of that nature. Nice. And uh, one of the one of the passages in the book said, actually, give me a second, let me find it. Can you pause it? Through the magic of time. Uh, just imagine, like, in a film, a clock will be spinning forward. What's actually <laughs> happening is I'm hitting the space bar. And I just hit it again. Okay. So this is from a book called Bearing the Unbearable. My therapist recommended it to me. It's by Joanne, don't laugh, Cacciatore. <laughs> That's a meal, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? What's a Cacciatore? I make it all the time. It's like... Um, to, it's like Italian. It's like tomato and olives and Capers. rosemary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she sounds delicious. Um, so she's talking about a patient of hers who lost her son. And the patient's name is Karen. What Karen told me she wanted initially was to overcome her grief. But through our work together, what she later realized she wanted was to feel all that called all that called out to be felt in short to have the courage to suffer suffer is an interesting word that can usefully be defined as having the capacity to endure pain without having to change it resist it or cling to it and i thought about this um because cody you know, defaults to anger for pretty yeah. much everything. And it's I, his only emotion. Yeah. Right. And I wonder Sorry, self-pity is his only <laughs> yeah, emotion. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And I wonder if what we're looking at is is grief and if what we're looking at is watching these, um, the ones who are, who Christine is leaving, kind of go through their own grieving process. I mean, Mary obviously already is with, with her mother. Well, this goes back to the, is it envy or is it resentment thing? Is that? Envy those? or anger. Envy or anger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um, that's what resentment. Um, you see, I think the grief is for themselves. I don't think there's any grief at losing Christine. Okay. Um, I didn't hear any of them articulate that. To be honest, like I really miss her. She's an awesome person. They they did sort of say they'll miss her kids, mm-hmm. which is kind of not creepy, but I I sometimes feel like the kids are possessions in a way. Like I have a share in that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, that that's almost the actually. I have a part share in that child. How dare you take them away? So there's part of that, but I think uh, the grief is that they are grieving the life they thought they were going to have. Mm. as the empire comes crumbling down um yeah so it's not it's not for losing anyone it's for losing themselves it's really interesting you mention that because robin <gasps> i'm sorry robine talks about good grief <laughs> robine talks about how her kids have reacted three of which 
are adults, by the way. Um, and she's talking about the, the kids being angry and confused when I guarantee you the kids wouldn't even be able to tell Christine, Janelle and Mary apart. I thought about this and I was like, yeah, the kids feel really angry and let down because that's how it's been articulated to them. Right. Definitely. Mm, like, yeah. we weren't there when the news were broke. Um, and, and I remember saying to you at the time, I was like, yeah, of course they're angry. Because I know damn well the way this has been represented. Um, this this happens in divorce all the time with kids. The one parent or both parents will, will say, you know, ah, such and such abandoned us. And, you know, it's just you and me against the world, kid. And it, it's a way of making sure that the child doesn't resent you for your part in this, right? Sure. So, of course, Robine is going to explain it to her kids in very negative ways because otherwise the kids might be like, uh, did you drive her away? But I don't think she's even thinking about the kids. I think she's thinking about herself sure. and not wanting to put her own feelings front and center because that doesn't seem ah. to be her style so the do you kid, know what i mean the kids are the tulpas the kids are the emotional vessels for her feelings well it's a bit like my mother um you know who used to say like oh such and such relative will be devastated if you don't come home for right. thanksgiving you know and it was really she wanted well not me my sister or my brother because she never wanted me to come home <laughs> right and, and i do that with the dogs uh, <laughs> Tig will be devastated if we don't have chicken tonight. Yeah. Is secretly me saying I'd like chicken You'd tonight. like chicken, yeah. 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 Um, but it, it's interesting, isn't it, how the conversation that we were having earlier, uh, and I guess the conversation that's been ongoing with this show is looking at how all of the different wives process the change and kind of this big thing in their lives. And it, and it's such an interesting lens thinking about it as, as a grieving process. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Sure. You, you also need to remember this isn't just a marriage falling apart. It's their entire identities. They've been making a TV show about this family yeah. for 17 years, yeah. right? Is it 17 years? I don't 17 think it's 17 seasons? years. It's 17 seasons. But Cody talks about functional polygamy, right? Yeah. It's a great line. It is. And then he goes, and it turns out, you know, we've been incredibly dysfunctional as a family. It's like once in a while I get a little glimpse (laughs) of what Cody might be like if he wasn't a massive bellend. But that speaks so much to his, uh, you know, his... (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners, there isn't a better word for it. His Weltanschung, his worldview, right? <laughs> Turned out there was a better a word for it. $200 word. <laughs> I, I know, I can't help it, but now I'm all in, you know, in the analysis <laughs> brain. Um, people will forgive me for that, I hope, in time. But it says so much that he uses a word like functional yeah. rather than happy rather than thriving rather than you know well he's a big fan of definitive terms like you know it's time for a big old dose of patriarchy do you know what i mean yeah these are 
big words that in and of themselves carry massive definitions and qualifications. Like, what exactly do you mean by that? So again, what exactly do you mean by functional polygamy? You know, I guess because he's not bright enough to explain it, he's attempted to live it and show people and he's just made a complete pig's ear of that. So well done, Cody. He sure has. But it, it he and Mary have that in common. They really, they talk about things in such concrete, yeah. black and white, definitive yeah. terms. Janelle could not be further from that. No. And Robin could not be further from that. They are both so vague yeah. in how they They're describe things. They're non-committal, that's right. It's always, because they never want to be wrong, and they don't, they don't want to kind of be accused of being wrong or called out on anything. And also, to a degree, I think with Janelle, she doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> There's some of that. It's like, I'm not going to get involved in like having to defend a corner, right? I'm just not going to have a corner. Yeah. I quite like that. I, I'm i not a fan of drama junkies, as you know. Um, no, but I think that there is something between being yeah, yeah. completely unmovable the way that Mary is, literally and figuratively. Unlike Janelle, who's entirely movable uh, because she's got a fifth will. A fifth will. Will. A fifth will. Fifth will. <laughs> Fish will. Um Good. Splendid. Um, I, I never know the degree to which the um, next time on is relevant or whether people watch these things. And I, I know you should always be careful that it could theoretically be a spoiler. I did just really quickly want to touch on, um, because we were talking about Rabine telling her kids, I just wanted to touch on, I think, Christine's only misstep. Um, she's literally been like, you know, pushing the meter to a hundred on performance terms, you know, like Mm -hmm. she's been knocking everything out of every park and we've been so impressed by her, but she's dropped that ball, um, that she hasn't told her kids before this party first massive risk because everyone else there knows and it would have really sucked. Sorry, just truly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would have, it would have really sucked if, if like one of the other kids gone, I hear you going truly. Are you going off, uh, going off to uh, Utah? See you. <laughs> love you. Bye. What's happening? It would have been awful. Right. Um, and I, I kind of had a, a, a sigh of relief that the party went and no one kind of, you know, dropped truly in it um and then apparently christine (laughs) goes and does exactly that by having a phone call um i just think look the minute you know you're breaking up with someone and you're making plans to do it and it is irreversible i think you've got to tell the kids that night i'll be honest you can't you can't hide that yeah but there could be lots of reasons for that i mean i don't know much about Truly's personality. Um, but it may be that she's highly anxious or has some other kind of emotional or psychological issue where telling her way ahead of time might cause I guess look, some we, issues for we, her. We don't know the timelines, do we? But I think no. probably more time to adjust is better than, um, we're leaving on Tuesday, you know. Yeah. But maybe they might. I don't know, because we've never had to move all of a sudden for stupid reasons. (laughs) (laughs) 
We've never had to tell our kid that we're moving. <laughs> all like, of a sudden. I think all of a sudden. We've been in this place how many months now? Like seven months? That's get, getting to be a record Since for us. Since February, yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless. All righty. I think that'll do it. Um, some laughs, some tears, um, some deepness. Um, I'd like to think that we attempted to bring you all of those things. Uh, whether or not we did, uh, it's up to you. Um, do stick with us. We will be back uh, pretty soon uh, with our next ep. Um, we love this show. We really do. Yeah, we do. I know that it's a... Uh, I, I appreciate your patience, everyone. We normally try to get this up on a Monday or Tuesday. Um, life stuff, family stuff got in the way this week. Um, but we're going to do everything we can to keep on a regular schedule and, uh, our Patreon launches next week. So you have one more free episode of date blight, which is our sort of catch all for the shows that we don't recap. So at the, at the moment, our date blight is, uh, 90 day fiance happily ever after mm-hmm. the single life. Yep. Um, Life After Lockup, which is coming to an end pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? We do Below Deck sometimes. Yeah. We do yeah, sometimes Inmate we do to below Roommate. Deck. Inmate to Roommate, yep, still going. Uh, so all of those Matt Sharp shows, basically, plus uh, Bodie McBoatface, as we like to call it, um, uh, that will soon be behind the paywall, but you get one more freebie. And then uh, one free one a month after that. We are going to be... Our next big uh, show that we're covering is Love's Blind. Yeah. So. And there's lots of other stuff coming up that we'll do. Uh, we don't quite know how we'll do it or where we'll do it. <laughs> um, but you were talking about um, the lock-up reverse. Um, yes, that's love right. Love during lock-up. They just released the cast. Yeah. I was so excited just to see a whole bunch of new people. I love the new people. Plus that's the Ty stuff. and... Just yeah. Ty coming back. I wonder if, I st- if she's still got the same ringtone. We will find out. I love her. <laughs> I mean, anyone whose breasts work as a second set of fists. Yeah. I, I want to see her breasts, like, duetting, like David Bowie and Mick Jagger in the Dancing in the Street video. <laughs> Just dancing around each other, swinging wildly <laughs> on a city street corner. She's amazing. Yeah. And I am looking forward to that. Um, one more note, last but not least, a very happy birthday to Jake Anthony. Oh, yeah. He's, what, is it 27? Yep. Yep. 27. 27, 27 years, years old. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we love you, Jake. Um, happy birthday from us, from everyone who listens to us, um, from everyone in your local area, everyone you've ever met, and everyone you ever will. You're a lovely man. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will see, see you soon. soon.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.